Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special podcast, a start of a new season and a new series. Welcome to our Motor Tapu uh, special. Richard Greer joining me as always here, uh, the Team CP media team coming to you. How are you, Rich? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm, I'm stoked to be here talking Motor Tapu. What a great event. Uh, I've uh, been involved with it for a number of years, doing all the different sort of angles of it. So, yeah, really cool to kind of be able to share all things Motor Tapu and specifically the run Monotepu run this year is this for this uh, particular podcast as well. We oh that's absolutely right. We're going to have uh, three podcasts. I think it is dedicated mm-hmm. to the Monotepu along the way. Of course, this first one we're going to talk about the run. Uh, next time we'll talk about the bike, which is uh, a personal favourite of my own, and then we'll have a general a general uh, what you need to know podcast somewhere along the line. And Rich. We've done a few podcasts lately, and I've opened my mouth and got myself in some silly positions along the way. <laughs> I can categorically tell you there will be no entry to a run at the Motor Tapu Go Down. Oh, really? I thought you were just going to say there'll be no ultra. I tell you there's a no. <laughs> I thought you might be able to squeeze in the minus trail. Who knows? <laughs> it is different, oh. though, isn't it? They used to be on different days. This time around, they're on the same day. So if you're going to do some epic bike ride, we'll, we'll, we'll take you out of the picture of doing the minus trail. So that might have to be another year. That's right. Let's just talk quickly about Mototab because we've, you know, it's been such a great event. It's a very, very well-oiled event. It's a very yes. professional event. Um, lots of people have taken on the Mototab challenge over the years. There's been, you know, there's thousands of people come every every year for this weekend, mm. um, and just from a whole range of a whole range of abilities turn up to do one of these events. It's such an iconic New Zealand event now. And it's got, as you say, it's got something for everybody, which is awesome. And and that's probably what's going to be highlighted in the podcast tonight. There is a different range of challenge from the absolute epic through to, hey, I'm just kind of getting underway with my with my trail running, which is pretty cool. So so just a, a bit more detail on tonight. We're going to um, talk about each of those uh, running events. So they're all very unique in their own right, offering a very different challenge to participants. So from the action-packed 15Ks of the Miners Trail, I don't think 15Ks really sort of shows you how tough it actually is with the ups and downs involved. The, the epic Monotapu Valley of the Marathon, um, at the only day of the year that is actually open to you to be able to travel through to that raw adventure of the Monotepu Ultra, which is traversing the peaks up and down and uh, a real challenge to see if you can actually make it to the finish line. There's some pretty strict cutoffs there and um, to and a pretty big challenge on your feet to be able to make it through. So um, we're going to talk tonight in our podcast to three entrants that are lining up to the 2024 event to share their Monotepu stories and find out why they're looking to achieve or what they're looking to achieve to cross the finish line, but also what they've done in the past on, in their Monotepu journey to get them into next year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Just quickly, you talked about your past. Yes. Quickly name off how many have you done? What have you done? What, what events have, done? have you done? We've done the mountain bike a couple of times. We did the triathlon. That was my first ever triathlon swimming event, standing on the start line going, oh, God, that is actually a really long way That uh, back in the day um, when that was there. I've done the minor trail by itself. I've done the ultra, uh, squeaked in just before the cutoffs. It was, a, it was an awesome day out, actually. Uh, yeah, so I think... What have we done? I haven't done the marathon by itself. If you're going to say one event, they haven't done. But I think we've done all the others. Yet. yet. Is that what I'm hearing? Yet. Haven't haven't done the marathon <laughs> by myself yet. I've done the marathon. Yeah, yeah. I do find it challenging when I can bike the same terrain that I uh, that have to run. So I'd much <laughs> prefer to bike that same spot, to be honest. 
Well, it is all about running tonight, Richie. Absolutely mm. right. We'll it forget is. about the bike for now. Um, yeah, so uh, this is going to be great. I'm, you know, the the fifteen k, and that's where we're going to start with, right? This this fifteen yep. k uh, miners trail. You're right. It's it's uh, sounds like fifteen k. That's not that very far on a nice day out, isn't it? Mm, so down with the tail, wouldn't it be fine? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 724 metres of climbing or something. Now, we'll talk about this as well, but let's put this in context that the that the marathon's only, the 42K is only 800 metres of climbing. So one of the toughest races is actually this 15-kilometre uh, miners trail. And to talk to us tonight about it is Kylie. So let's let's uh, throw Kylie in here. Hello, Kylie. Welcome to the Motor Town. Hi, Podcast. guys. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Good stuff, Kylie. Um, give us a bit of background. How long have you been running for and which Mototabu events have you done? Um, it's still kind of strange to say that I'm a runner, but um, I've actually always been a netballer and somehow at 41, I still am a netballer. Um, and running, I haven't I haven't done a half marathon before. I haven't entered anything like that. The thought of running along a flat road for that long just doesn't interest me at all. Um, but I've always loved hiking and getting in nature and that's my two things that I love to do for myself mm-hmm. and with my family. And so um, kind of my first big run, I guess, would have been the Miners Trail back in 2018. Okay. Yep. Um, and I, I just sort of entered that with a friend. I didn't do a huge amount of um, training, uh, just went into it thinking oh, it's not going to be too bad. Um, but yeah, like you said, it is quite gnarly. That, that uphill is quite hi um and but i really really enjoyed it and i knew that i wanted to do it again um and i probably got pregnant with my first child about two months after that event so um and then i had another one pretty much straight after so the second time i did uh miners trail was in 2023 after two two kitties so that's sort of the extent of my running so to speak <laughs> yeah excellent and how did you go the second time around did, did like knowing the course and understanding what you're in for did that help yes yeah definitely um and I think um knowing that I definitely had to put more training in because obviously a bit older I've had a couple of kids mm-hmm. um and I knew that the height of that um that climb so I did do a lot more training a lot more running and getting on the hills and I absolutely loved it and I actually beat my 2018 time by about three three minutes so I almost made myself sick at the end but (laughs) I had that goal and that's what I had to achieve so I did it (laughs) fantastic how was training like like life is different when you've got kids um how Mm. did you find training for the event the second time around yeah, um, it definitely is different, but you, like everyone says, you don't know how different it's going to be until you have kids. No one yeah. can tell you no, <laughs> what, no. what you're in for. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that you, so my partner trains and, and runs and things as well. So we have mm-hmm. our set days and our set times because you can't just both go out for a run and leave a two and a four year old at home by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, you've got that window of time. And if you miss it, you've missed it. And that's it. There's no, I'll do that later on. I'll do that. So in a way, it's actually, I found it a bit more positive because it's like, okay, I've got this time, got to do it. And to get out and be in nature on your own as well mm-hmm. when you're a mum of young kids is really good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And that's a good tip for others in terms of to be able to share that time, like to have your mm-hmm. set times and knowing which day of the week they are as well. So then each, yep. everybody knows that's what's going to happen. And there's no surprises yep. and there's no like, oh, 
you're going to go out now kind of thing. So it's yeah. just is what it is. That's that's really good. So just yeah. can you describe that Modatapu Miners Trail? As we've mentioned mm-hmm. already, it's not just a 15K run, is it? It's uh, due to the amount of elevation. It's pretty challenging. So could you describe yeah. sort of how it unfolds, what it's about? Yeah, yeah. Um, it starts off with Tobin's track, uh, which is, it is relatively steep and, and for some reason you think it's not going to end, um, but it's a really good warm up to get you into that miners trail. It, it really gets you going and then it, there's some really good uh, like gravel road that you can get, then you can start getting your running because I'm of the walk up the hills run mm-hmm. everything else yeah, yeah, so walk good. up to Obens, run down the gravel road and really get your groove going and then you kind of make friends along the way who's kind of at your level um and then it goes into beautiful farm track where you're just on single track and then you get to climb through a wee gully um and you get to like climb a few rocks and things which is so much fun i mean mm-hmm. way better than running on the road if you ask me that's what it's all about you're going through nature yeah. um and then you do hit the wee four-wheel drive sort of farm track that goes up and up and up. And I think the one key is just to not look up because then you see everybody who's above you and you just don't look up. Um, But it's so good. What I really loved this year is there was a group of us that were kind of all together. And when we finally got to that point at the top where you know you're about to go down, everyone actually cheered and chahooed and like said, we did it, we did it. And um, then we just started running back down and then all the way back and then you get to hit the um river crossings which is so much fun and if you're um fortunate enough to be there at the same time as a mountain biker who hasn't done it before and try to hit the water at speed it's quite it's quite entertaining um and so then you just get through a few river crossings and then finally the finish with the amazing setup with the food and all the good stuff and your medal and yeah it's very it's a very cool track not easy but yeah, very that's cool. awesome Hit. And and that downhill was that tricky? Um, there was a few people slide over. Actually, that was you just got to. Um, it's not like a right. Let's put the burners on and sprint down to the end. Um, it's mm. it's single track and kind of a few tussocks and things, which is it's really good because you're so busy thinking about where to put your feet and how, what you're doing all there that you're not thinking so much that your your quads are burning or you're you're a bit tired, mm. you know. Um, and then once you sort of get down towards the bottom more, you come in where the mountain bikers are, and it's it's good. It's just a just good road track down there from Macetown, mm. so you know it's lovely. You can really send it down the last bit to really finish off, and as you mentioned, sort of collapse yeah. across the finish line with that time yeah. to beat from last time, which is awesome. Um, what mm. do you have tips for others lining up for the Modatapu Miners Trail, um, potentially for the first time? Yeah, from a maybe yeah. from a training perspective. Yeah, totally. It's um, it's yes, it's a little. If you haven't done anything like that, it is it is hard, but it's it's totally doable for anybody. Um, you don't have to run any of it. You can walk it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my yeah, my biggest tip is to get a training plan from Team CP or anything you can find off there. Don't just sort of think I'll just go out for a few runs. Like you actually got to learn a few things like that, especially like your strength training and your your running. And it's not all hundred percent all the time. And making sure you get your recovery in. Getting a buddy is, is a really good idea as well. Awesome. Um, and I think within the position that I'm in with kids, I set like a five to six week, uh, five day for the week training. And if I do three of those out of the five, then I'm still good. Like, mm-hmm. don't panic. You're going to get there. It's yeah. all about consistency. Yeah. 
Good stuff. That's a great tip. And having having a bit of leeway. It's good to be able to push it when you're going yeah. well and and the week's going well. But but uh, but also to give yourself like don't beat yourself up when it doesn't go yeah. exactly the plan. That's great. And yeah. uh, any sort of specific event tips at all on event day that you give to others doing the miners trial? Yeah, totally. And things I, I've learned myself. Like um, this year, I was going to be wearing my um, mountain bike camel pack, um, but when you run, it kind of bounces. And my sister gave me a running vest. And I hadn't trained with it at all. I just went on the day with it. And it was awesome. It was a game changer. Um, but there was little things. I didn't know how to use it properly and things like that. And yeah. I didn't, um, I was so focused that I didn't eat anything. I didn't put any nutrition into my body. So when I raced to the end, I, when I almost vomited, that would have been a huge part of it. So big things is training with the gear that you're going to use. Don't use anything new. <laughs> and yeah. practicing, practicing your nutrition. And eat eat something on the run because you'll feel so much better for it. Yeah, give yourself some reminders of what you, when you need to because obviously you're just focused in the moment and enjoying it and uh, and giving it your best. But you've got to yeah. sort of start that nutrition from the start, don't you? To kind yeah, of yeah, help you out. Brilliant, yeah, that's totally. awesome. Um, so as a result of this, you tell us that you're more of a netballer than a runner, but mm. you've we've been told that you've actually signed up for the Modatapu Marathon for 2024, which sounds more of a running type goal to me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are the current not... confidence levels currently? Where, where are we at? We're, we're in November, three and a half months yeah. out. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. I'm, I'm actually training for another event that's in December as well. Um, a new okay. one, um, the wild in December. And um, I know Modatapu is 11 weeks after that. So I've just, it's just keeping doing it. Like Sunday is my day to be able to get out on a light, long hike and just mm -hmm. getting up those hills and getting the hills under the legs. And then the other days, just getting those nice flat runs in to run further and further. Um, the great thing about um, me is that every weekend's a PB. Like every weekend I've gone yeah. further or longer than what I ever have before. So for, it's like the for the journey is a much more important than like the event's going to be awesome because the mototapu is just so brilliant. You get to do something that you don't usually get to do, like the marathon. Mm -hmm. You can't just do it anytime you want. So, um, yeah, so it's all winning, really. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And so good to be on that yeah. sort of improvement curve as well. What are you most looking yeah. forward to on race day this time around? Oh, just like I just couldn't visualize myself just kind of, through the valley and just sort of looking around just thinking this is so awesome i love mm -hmm. being in nature i love being out and i love being around other people who are on the same path so um i'm just looking forward to doing it and of course getting to the end will be extra special but yeah <laughs> just being in the moment how oh, good and i think this is an issue that angus has on these podcasts that we've been doing recently is people like yourself kylie uh are pretty excited about it and it does rub off angus how are you feeling right now about this modern tipu marathon <laughs> No, no, no. Come on, uh, Angus. Uh, look, Kylie's got this all under control for us. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, Kylie. The, the, no. the enthusiasm is infectious, yes. There's no <laughs> doubt. But the want to run again it's been a long time since i've run so no I, I, I'll <laughs> it's a polite no no that's awesome <laughs> fantastic kylie no so good to hear that you're like just in terms of that consistency and how you're training and and uh, mm -hmm. and some great tips for others in terms of the miners trail as well which um mm -hmm. which i'm sure that will be soaked up by others as well so all the best for your training um all the best for your adventures and getting out amongst nature and and uh and enjoying that so and we'll look forward to catching up with you on race day and hopefully giving you a high five is across the finish line. 
Yes, hopefully I'm not crawling, but either way, I can high five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We can do low low high fives. Yeah, yeah. Good. No, well done. Awesome. Okay, take care. Thanks, Thanks guys. Yeah, I think the um, the UDC 15K Miners Trail is a real banger of an event, really, isn't it? Like, because yep. you do, you end up at that thousand meter, um, you know, that high point. Mm. And if you're not sure, so it's pretty high. Yeah, it is pretty high. If, and if you're not sure, go on the Motor Tapper website and have a look at it because there's some really cool photos of the of the view from up there at a thousand meters, and it's absolutely stunning for every event that that uh, happens throughout the Motor Turf weekend, you do get some absolute stunning views. Um, of course, the, the UDC 15K Miners Trail starts and finishes in Arrowtown uh, at, at the Green, which is an absolute fantastic finish line uh, mm-hmm. when you get there. Very rewarding. Uh, the marathon, though, starts over at Glendu Bay uh, with everybody with the amount of bikes and bits and pieces so uh don't forget too it is a little bit logistical getting from one side to the other well actually getting from glendu to arrowtown should be quite simple you that's what you're signing up for uh but to get yourself there or back don't forget there are some transport options that are available that you can get and book online on the motor tappy website as well so really important key piece here is getting that just those early logistics or end of day logistics sorted as well before we get there yeah, no, that's good advice. Um, yeah, don't want to be figuring out those ones last minute. But the Monotepe that's part of the event is they do organise buses to get you from the sort of finish line round to the start line. So then your car and everything's waiting for you when you get get uh, get finished. So um, check that out on the website as well. Make sure you're organised there there too. Um, there is another event that is shorter than the Miners Trail that I just wanted to highlight too. The Jenny and Holmes 4K Junior Trail Run might sound a little bit more like you, Angus. Four uh, Ks on. Yeah, yeah, good. It depends on how competitive you want to be, though, isn't it? You you just want to go and trot around. You don't leave some pretty fast kids out there. Well, well, I mean, I was just going to look up the rules here. Surely, once we once we stop recording this, I was just going to pull down the rule and see what classifies as a junior. <laughs> how many elbows are allowed to be thrown? I think that would be frowned upon. But you do get there's a medal for every finisher, which is pretty cool. So um, lots of people to cheer you on and a nice smooth surface running around the Arrow River Bridges Trail, which is pretty cool. So check out that if, uh, if the whole family are heading to the Mototepe this year. The um, moustache might give me away, mate. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm working on it. I apologise to all those people watching this right now. You're doing a much better job than I, I was I more thinking about mine, but if we do want to talk about yours... <laughs> 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 this is the life. That's okay. Oh, mate, I honestly look. If you're listening to this uh, in a future state, it is around about New Zealand. It's November. It's Movember here, where we celebrate yep. all things uh, mental health and and uh, men's mental health. And Richard Greer is having a crack at the old Movember. Uh, to me, I just thought you had some bad light, bad lighting going on there, <laughs> and a bit of shadow yeah, across no, the top of the lip, there, mate. But, hey, yes, good on I do you. apologize. Yeah, it's for a good cause. It's for a good cause. I keep telling myself that. And I just try not to look at me in the mirror and it's okay then. It can only get better. Yep. Can I, speaking of only getting better, mate. <laughs> speaking yep. of only getting better. Um, our next guest uh, has uh, done every Motor Temple Trail Marathon bar one. So um, I'm really keen to find out actually what that total number actually is. But mm. um, 2005, the first event in the Mototapu was held. So he's done every marathon since then. And word is that he's getting faster as well, which is pretty awesome. So pretty keen to have a bit of a chat to Gary Kirkman about his uh, Mototapu marathon adventures over the years. How are you getting on, Gary? Yeah, great. Thank you. Great. Looking forward to it. 
Yeah, good stuff. So how many monotypic marathons have you actually completed? Have you done the sums? Yeah, I've done 16. I think there's been 17 in total. Right, wow. right, right. And is this a thing that, that – is this your one marathon a year? Or have you done a few marathons? What sort of – what else do you do? Um, earlier on, I did two or three road marathons, started off at 2.49, then down to 2.41. Um, but now I just do the mototope each year and catch a couple of trout and climb a few mountains around Tiana and a bit of running. Oh, you, don't, you don't catch the trout while you're on the marathon though, right? No, but always look for them you know, on the stream there as I go through Angus. Yeah, <laughs> it does sound like you're getting faster. So there's less time to look these days, and maybe what you have had in the past. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably not getting that much faster. Got my best time was a um, two fifty three a few years ago, but probably oh my the goodness. best race will be coming up twenty twenty four. I think, Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. That's awesome. So, so which one was your best one? Like, tell us about your best one. What what year was that? The best one was two thousand and six. I ran two hours and 53 minutes. And a few months before that, my young son took me around down the Holyford, right around the Big Bay circuit. And that was sort of 10 days in the bush and sleeping in the bush and living on sort of tough rations. Um, yeah. That was a great background for that year that got me through a very fast, fast motor tap a few weeks later. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, just to give a bit of context to that, the motor tapping marathon, if you looked at it as a course, is about an hour slower than for most people than a standard marathon. So, so if you're running about four hours for a, like that's a probably an average time for a marathon, you'd expect the Monotapi Marathon to take you about five hours due to the elevation, but also the river crossings at the end do, do slow you down as well. So, two fifty is insane, Gary. Um, what's the what's the current world record for a marathon? Do we know? That must um, be getting pretty close I, to that. I think the actual record for a road marathon is in fact someone's broken two hours, but that was just a yeah. time trial. I think the world record's about two hours and three minutes or two minutes now, but yeah. one of the African athletes. Yeah, you'd be you'd be getting close to the Monotipu Marathon record at that sort of pace. Are you? Do you know what that is? Um, sorry, my 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 best time was three fifty. What did I say? Yeah, three three fifty three. Get it right. I, did I say two? Did okay. I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Chris Dag would run two fifty three. My best was. 353. Thanks, guys. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I, I think we, sh we should have just glossed across that and you could have claimed it and that would have been on the podcast. It would have been uh, so sorry for pulling you up on that one. That's, that's disappointing. No, that's Which good. one did have you had a a, a Monotepe marathon that was was your toughest and you like maybe the wheels fell off, maybe the weather was tough? What was there any one that you saw highlighted that you reflect back on and go, Whoa, that was I was just pleased to make it to the finish line? Yeah, it was one about four or five years ago. The weather was very wet at the time, and all the times were back a bit because quite often you're running beside the four-wheel drive track on the muddy, but it was slippery. That was difficult. And one year, of course, they actually stopped the race four or five k's from the finish of the shot over river there because the river was too right. high to safe, safety cross. Mm -hmm. I can remember getting there and being quite geared up to run the last two or three, three or four k's quite quickly. And gracious me, they stopped us there, so that threw me out a bit. But um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've done it in five hours and. Four hours and four oh six and best time three fifty-three. But yeah, but this year would be a fast time. Looking forward to it. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Right. So what makes the Monotapu Marathon so special in your book? <clears throat> well, there are lots of things. It's such a lovely iconic countryside. It's wonderful going through the Soho and Monotap stations. Um, the autumn colours is great. And also the atmosphere at the finish lines, the people there, the positivity of the young folk. This world at the moment gives us a few challenges, but the people you meet there are so full of life and vitality, invigorates people who are perhaps past their natural prime like me. 
Um, and we really look forward to that. And the feeling of achievement too when you finish. You've done it and then you might have a glass of beer, a cup of coffee and friends and, you know, some positivity and, and that's great. Yeah, that's Gary, right. That real glow that it gives you. Gary, can I, can I ask how old you are, Gary? Um, 72, Which, just turned 72. So, so Rich, I've just been, just been uh, doing my research here as you do on the fly. Now, that, that, hmm. that outright record for the Mototapia Marathon is 238. Right, set in 2009. So 238, that's a pretty darn fast time across fast. there. The, yeah. the, set in 2009. The women's record is 318, uh, mm -hmm. set in 2012. So these records have been standing for a long time. Now, the really interesting one here, Gary, and I don't know if you already know this, but the 60-plus record is 3 hours 47 minutes, set in 2013. So that is only, what have you got, five minutes you've got to make up to take the record. Um, hang on, three hours and 47 minutes. Um, yep. Okay, you tell so, us three hours 53. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I've got a bit of time to make minutes. up. You need, six, you need six minutes is what you need. Six yeah, minutes. That's, a, yeah, that's on Gary's best time. That, that's that's best Gary. time. Like, yeah. With this year just passed last year, I ran 348, which was reasonable. There's one guy there, Steve Smith's his name, and he's just turned 74, and he ran three and a half hours. Four and, and a half. And I noticed back when I ran... My wow. 353, he ran 322, I think. He's an awesome athlete from the Needham, and he's been a very he's a great athlete and older than me, and I'll try and keep up from this year, but you know, believe what you see. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's that's very, very good. Just to have knees that are still working, um, oh. I'd be very happy with that at 72. Well, um, I think on that point, like your body's designed to run. The hardest thing right. we do in life is sitting around doing nothing. When you run, the arteries and, and your knees, the blood goes through them and it mm -hmm. revitalizes the cartilage and ligaments. So keep moving. Get off the chair and, and run and walk and do press-ups and keep active and that'll, that'll keep them right. And don't do and, nothing because that's hard work. And that's a good question, actually. What else do you do outside of running to keep you being able to run? Because if you just run, that can be a bit hard on you too. Do you ride your bike? Do you do some press-ups? What else? Yep, press-ups and sit-ups. I'm a keen fly fisherman. I love clean water, catching trout, walking up the river. Um, yep. I like to go cycling and running, a bit of swimming, um, work in the garden, chasing wife. She's a very good runner. She's a good hurdler, so it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. Um, a variety of things. Yeah, but press-ups and sit-ups and healthy diet and the odd glass of beer is good, just occasional, but not too much, and that's wonderful. And, and yeah, just um, wonderful. You feel great. Love yeah, it. good stuff. That's, that's, great. that's great advice. Um, for those who have never done the event, before they can get pretty excited coming into the final 5k's when they say maybe it might be on a, a pretty good time everything's going well and then you hit that arrow river zigzagging across backwards and forwards um and and most of those river crossings have to be walked because they're just too deep and it's an ex excellent place for some cramp to come and visit <clears> as well do you have any tips around those river crossings at the end you'll obviously if you're pretty fit at the start and keep well hydrated it'll hopefully minimize the effects of cramp and when you're crossing the river, go with the current because when you're fishing, like the river pushes you down. So go with the current, um, cross the river at the widest point, and you possibly can run some of it, depending on what the flow's like on the day. Um, yeah, that's the main thing. Go with the current, cross the wide point, and um, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, just keep moving. And if you do get some cramp, don't stop. Don't try and stop and stretch because it doesn't help. Just keep moving. And, and no, 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 you've got to cramp sometimes. Well, get some of that yeah. anti-cramp stuff you get at a... Um, which, which is quite a good little aerosol thing, which can, can help with it a bit. But yeah, well, well trained, well hydrated, and that's good. Yep. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, the Modatapu have fantastic aid stations. That's definitely one of the highlights of the event. Um, are you allowed to have a favourite one, Gary, or or will people get upset if you do? Oh, no, I don't get people say, yeah, certainly the, <laughs> the last one's good because you get some sweets there, get some aeroplanes yeah. and some lollies and things. And so that last one, just before you hit, I think, the rivers, is always pretty good because you know you're getting very close to finish and the, got the last 5K sprint coming up, but um, the last one's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Any training tips for others, Gary? Looking at this oh, multi marathon. I'll talk all day. Nothing new <laughs> on race day. Socks, jocks, whatever you've done, you've done before. Apply yeah. to everybody. You have no new food. Um, if the night before the race, if you get away, if you don't sleep so well because you're nervous, don't worry, you'll still run well. It's mm -hmm. the night before the night before that gives you a good sleep. Yeah. Um, don't start too fast. And nothing new. Socks, jocks. Okay. Taking his list off. Taking your list off. Make a list. Take your gear off. Yeah. Um, don't run too fast at the start. And make sure your last long run of two and a half hours is three weeks beforehand. Not two weeks, three weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you can have the last 10 days, do a few 10K races, speed work. Get your speed work up. Um, yeah. Yep. We just run for fun, but you have more fun the faster you run. And as Steve Gurney said, talk is talk. Talk is talk. Excuses are excuses. Performance is reality. Go for gold, whether you're 72 oh, or 27. That's good advice, isn't it? How good, how good. Uh, <laughs> any race day tips for others? Any sort of logistic tips or anything else you want to share in regards yeah, to the modern marathon? Don't, don't start too fast. Enjoy it yeah. and be fresh on the day. Be slightly under-trained the last 10 days rather than over-trained and, and nothing new. That's the important thing, your food and your diet and your, and your socks, et cetera, et cetera. Well done, Gary. Hey, that's so good. So good to, um, to again, uh, <laughs> that enthusiasm in regards to this Botatubu Marathon. Angus is just, like, just trying to, to make sure he doesn't push into He's got it all keyed up. We made sure he was beforehand. Yeah. Can I just say before I go, my whole family's done it. My wife's done the um, the minus trail thing, probably won the over 60s. My son's done it, my daughter-in-law and my daughter Zoe. We've all run the motor tab at different times and I think go run the uh, minus trail in a couple of hours. So yeah, we're we're all keen runners, and it's just what what we do keeps us fit for life and dancing and playing tennis. Well, I, I, look, Gary, I've I see a message in the background. Our, our most wonderful race director Gemma has been watching along here and has uh, made a little comment that maybe, just maybe, we need a seventy plus record. Yeah. Oh, good man. Yep, I might get a place. And I was fifth in the seventy <laughs> plus. I was ten seconds out of fourth place. So this year, that Gemma sounds like a top lady for me. Give her a thumbs up, will you? <laughs> well, see if we can't get you a course record. How about that? It sounds like it's getting I pretty think, competitive in the 70 plus age category. So, um, well, I think yeah. that, that Stephen Smith guy, he's awesome. He run rings around me, but this year, hopefully, I'll be closer to him. But he's a pretty awesome yeah. athlete. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to just turn up and do your best, and you never know what happens, Gary. So, you, you, you yep, all the best for this year. Thanks, Thanks guys. Gary. Thank you so much. No worries, mate. See you there, Angus. Yep. Cheers. See you, mate. Good. Well done, Gary. Uh... Oh, Gary, he's a uh, he's a real classic, isn't he, Gary? Hey, Absolute now I, I was just thinking, you know, uh, nothing new. I was, I almost thought he was going to list off the old, uh, you know, when you go to get married, something, but but it's nothing new, not something new, something borrowed. I don't think we actually <laughs> want something borrowed, and 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 something, something blue. blue but, <clears throat> um, I, I tell you what, I like I, actually probably the best one is, and he's absolutely right. It's actually the night before the night before you get your best sleep. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah, nobody yeah. ever sleeps. Nobody ever sleeps properly 
the actual night before, do they? Well, you no, absolutely not. The, the, yeah, exactly. And you're always up early to be able to, and you're so half by looking at your watch and what time you have to be up, etc. So now that is really good advice for others that haven't done a huge amount of sort of these events to just actually don't worry about it. You'll go and have a good crack at it and you'll sleep well the next night anyway. So just go and put your best foot forward and see what happens. Don't stress about it. What about you? What tips have you got for our runners out there that are going to take on a uh, challenge at Mototapu, whether it be the the Miners Trail, the 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 marathon, or we'll soon get to Nick, who's about to take on the ultra. But uh, yes. as as a coach, Richard, someone you know, Team CP, what what uh, what sort of advice do you give there? Like lots of strength or long runs or mm. all of the above? Yeah, I think you've got to think about each individual's goals for a start, and and also thinking about what's the the, the biggest reason why somebody may not achieve their goals and the biggest part with running is just the just injury so how do we decrease the chances of injury is probably the first thing we want to think about and actually making it to the start line rather than pulling pulling up um, lame and not being able to get there so so what can decrease the chance of injury some strength training is really important just like Gary said do some press-ups do some core strength stuff makes a big difference to help hold yourself together and even do a bit of cross training a bit of swimming and biking um, does help hold yourself together as well so so that's one. Um, maybe also another key piece is just increase the volume steadily. So like there's a there's a rule that we use as a 10% rule. So don't increase more volume than 10% sort of each week. So just look after yourself and don't just jump in from zero to lot straight away because that's increasing the um, chance of you breaking down. And, and the other side of that is, is actually make sure you listen to your body. The main way that your body recovers from the exercise that you're doing and running is hard on your body is having good nutrition and getting good sort of consistent sleep. So if that's that's a little bit out of whack, it's just going to take you a bit longer to recover as well. So 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 I'd say there are sort of some key training tips, but then some other things like Gary said, um, shoes like shoes and socks. Get your shoes sorted early, so that's that's going to help you move well. Um, look to build up to the event and actually simulate it, like Gary said, like we're running for a good two and a half hours. So so you're actually building up to the point of so your body nutrition mentally, you know what you're coming up for. Um, practice that race nutrition, and I think one of the key overall overarching things around any of this stuff is 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 just make sure that you have fun with your training and get out there and have some adventures just like Kylie mentioned um getting out into nature and enjoy what you're doing so so make sure that the whole training process is really fun as well and can we get a training how do we get something from you rich how do we get a, yeah. a training plan or something from to get to get not me to not not get me but that's right well there's a few options here so um on the Modotepe website, we'll put together some training. Um, some tra We've got a training magazine there. So there's a whole bunch of different tips. There's a basic guideline to follow as well, and that talks about sort of building volume up steadily. So that's really important. If you want a little bit more help, we've got a couple of other options as well. So we've got this training plan online, um, training plan membership, where we've got a whole bunch of videos that we've taken over the years. You can move the plan around, make it yours, uh, Strava, et cetera, or Garmin, connect to it to automatically tick the sessions off. So, so, so that's an option. Or we've also got our one-on-one -on -one coaching that we do as well. That's that uh, if you want a little bit more support, a bit more accountability to make sure you're doing stuff or, hey, how do I fit this in around my shift work or my busy schedule as well? So um, if you want any extra help, jump on the Modotepe website or jump on the Team CP website and 
and uh, just flick us a flick us a message, and we'll be in touch and uh, figure out how we can help you out to make sure you can have the best model tapu um, and and uh, achieve those goals that you want to. Yeah, I've always been really concerned about getting injury while running, training, running, getting injury. Right. So do you know? So do you know what I did to to, to limit that risk? I've got a pretty good hand idea of like do no running, so then I'm not injuring myself whilst running. Uh, you can yourself... running. Yeah. <laughs> you just be careful you don't cross the road in the wrong place or or quickly try and run somewhere that you weren't expecting it. Who knows? Oh, I tell you, I tell you. Uh, look, to, speaking of somebody who's done quite a lot of running lately, this is an absolute great story too of Nick Boyd who who uh, entered the ultra for 2024 like 50 Mm -hmm. what are we talking 52 kilometers to nearly two and a half thousand vertical meters of climbing what has he got rocks in his head this man (laughs) nick nick are you okay nick are you seriously okay here uh look i think rocks is a really good description of what you've got in your brain to be able to tackle something like what we're about to tackle in March next year, it's it's quite daunting if you just look at it. But yeah, really looking forward to it. I, I can't wait. So so give us a bit of background, Nick. Like you don't just turn up to do this Monotepu Ultra off the couch. You 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 would have done a bit of running prior to signing up. Yeah, I've I've been really lucky. I've been probably running um, uh, for about 15, 16 years and been really fortunate to have done um, almost 10 marathons. I've done nine marathons and I've just done my first ultra back in September this year. And, uh, and, and so the body is, the body's okay. You talked about injuries, you talked about um, running, um, you know, not increasing your, your, your strength by 10%. And, you know, you learn a lot in that, in those years that you run and make some mistakes and, and do things right and do things wrong. But it's uh, it's definitely been a, a wonderful experience, and as I said, really looking forward to the challenge of Motatapu, and, and I'm running in with a really, really good friend as well. Yeah, so tell us about that good friend. So, so um, this friend is a guy that inspired you to start running 14 years ago. Yeah, so it was a work colleague. He, uh, we hadn't met. He, he was coming to um, my place of work for a for a project, and. And he was he was going to be there for twelve weeks, and he probably just looked at my my build and and says, um, "Are you a runner?" And I says, "Oh look, I, I play sport. I play hockey. Um, I've done the odd five k, ten k, but don't really consider myself as a runner." He goes, "You know what we're going to do?" And and I said, "What's that?" And he says, "We're going to get you to run three hours in the next over the next twelve weeks." And I'm going to build you up to three hours, and on the last day I'm here, we're going to run three hours, and and that that's what he did, you know. So there were long hours at the, at the project we were doing at work, uh, and and there was a lot of mental um, stress going on as well. And one of the best outlets we did was after every sort of work session, we'd put on the road shoes and we'd go for a run. He'd map out where we needed to go, and over a period of twelve weeks, we just grabbed gradually increased the distance and on the last day of he, he'd signed off finishing the project that we we're completing in the store and and, and as soon as we finished about three o'clock and at 305 we were all ready to go and we ran for three hours and we just needed to be from where we left to my place in three hours and he'd mapped it exactly right and I just followed him just absolutely followed him and 
he uh, he carried all the fuel. He carried um, all my moans, all my gripes for those three hours, and uh, got me right through right through to the end. We got to my house three hours later. I I had I had such the most euphoric feeling knowing that I could have done it. I've done something quite significant that I never thought I could do. We had some really uh, we had just some basic food. He jumped in the car and drove another three and a half four hours back to Roxburgh, where he lives. I live in Timaru, um, and 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 that was the start of my running journey. It was it was huge, and I and I've been enjoying it ever since. And and the link to to Motatapu with the fifty two is he wants to do a fifty before he's fifty. And I said to him, well, he was there for my first ever marathon, and he he and another friend of mine. We're doing our first ever marathon. He jumped on a bike at the start line. This was in Dunedin, Dunedin Marathon, two thousand and nine, and he he followed us, and we were both sort of at different paces. So he followed us. Um, I was a little bit faster than my other running colleagues, but he caught up with me, gave me some inspiration, rode back to where the other friend was, talked to him, jumped back on the bike, caught up with me again, and. I think we did we did forty two k, but he must have covered close to eighty or ninety k on the bike going between the two of us. And one of the most one of the most best memories I have of that is that about twenty eight k in, I was feeling you know they call it the wall, and I was really hurting, and I was going up a slight incline, and I was just kind of broken at that stage. And then I just heard in the background was like, "You look like you need one of these." And I looked round, and he's got a can of Coke. That he had opened 10k prior, and he goes, drink this, and this will take you to the finish. And I've never, never had coke. I've never trained with it. But I tell you what, once it hit my lips, I was just like an energizer bunny, and it just got me across the finish line. And, and that'll be a memory I'll carry on forever. So anyway, back to Botetapu in March. He he wants to do a 50 before he's 50, and and he we were talking about it earlier this year. And I says, you know what? I says I'll sign up with you. And I want to be there for your 50 before your 50 uh, because you were there for my first marathon. So we go in together. We're going to stick with it together um, probably until the last 200 metres and then we'll decide who goes over the finish line first <laughs> if, we, if we get there. So um, it has, that hasn't been decided yet and I don't think it will be decided until 200 metres out from the finish line. How yeah, good. That's good. So who is this person? Sorry, I'm not sure if we called his name. Yeah, so Daniel's his name. Um, so, yeah, he's 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 done Ironmans, he's done marathons, and uh, he he was just uh, he was just an inspirational person to me and a mentor to me at work, and I'm just really fortunate that he's sort of given me the avenue to running uh, all those years ago and, and really looking forward to the day, no matter what it, no matter what happens, no matter what we go through, uh, no matter how many rocks in our heads we've got going up those insane um, mountains and hills, uh, we'll do it as a team and we'll do it as mates, and and that'll be a that'll be a wonderful experience. Nice, nice. So so we talked about the amount of vertical climbing that this event has got. It's also pretty technical as well, and actually being able to run it is pretty challenging because it's kind of a goat track for a lot of it as well. Have you done a Bit of that, like, have you? Do you know what the course is about? Have you done some sort of technical type running? Uh, no, I haven't. I've seen, I've seen 
the someone had completed the motor tapu probably about three or four years ago and uploaded it to youtube and took oh. a gopro and all that so watch that and um the views looked amazing and i was really quite looking forward to that and i've done it just as i said i've just completed the 50k back in september at tekapo uh which the only mountain was mount john uh but that's quite an that's quite an uphill bit and so i I'm fortunate to live in South Canterbury and Timaru, and um, even though it's probably got bad internet connections tonight, which I do apologise if it's freezing, but we're surrounded by wonderful hills and really looking forward to over the next three months attacking a lot of those and getting the legs ready to go for March. Yeah, how good. That's fantastic. Uh, what are you most looking forward to with that Mototapu Ultra other than the final 200 metre sprint that's going to happen? Well, I, I was fortunate enough to do the marathon 2013, the trail marathon, and it was yep. just such a good day. Everyone everyone is in such good spirits. You, you never meet people that aren't looking forward to the day ahead. There's probably a bit of mm -hmm. apprehension from everyone, and everyone's looking at the other person going, wow, you look fit, and they're probably looking at you going, wow, you look fit. Um, everyone has that sort of um, excitement on them. So I'm really looking forward to just that the event itself, because as I said, 10 years ago when I did the trail marathon, it was just such a good day. And it was uh, it was wonderful scenery. We're very lucky to to access that part of the country where we don't usually get that opportunity. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. And obviously your running journey um, happened uh, sort of 10 years ago or so as you first got in, or 14 years ago. Um, do you have any tips for others that are looking to sort of get into running, get started, they want to kind of get into the swing of it, potentially do the Miners Trail or or, or another Mototapu event? Yeah, that's it's a really good question. There's, there's so much advice out there. There's so mm. much advice. So I, I, guess, I guess for me, if you're driving to work or if you're driving home from work and you look out your window and you see someone running either on the road or through the park, and you think to yourself, man, I'd love to do that. Then, then my advice to that person is to look for an event and sign up to something. Because as soon as you sign up to something, you're committed to it, and you've got to do something about it. Because all of a sudden, you're committed to a distance, be it 5K, 10K, 15K, whatever. If you sign up to something and commit to it, then you can actually do it. And so that would be my tip. I think that, I think there's other good advice out there is to join a running group or find a friend. Like as I said, for me, Daniel was my inspiration, and he got me through the first five weeks of learning how to run and got me up three hours. It's nice to have someone there with you, and and then just start small if, on your first run. If you want to walk for a minute and run for a minute, then you know you never feel good. You never sorry. You never feel bad after a run. You've got all the excuses under the sun why you don't want to get up, why you don't want to put the shoes on, why you want to, why you'd rather stay in bed. But when you finish, you actually feel really good. And I've never completed a training run, never finished a marathon or an event, and not felt bad, regardless of what the um, the, the whole running event was like. Brilliant. That's fantastic advice. Um, and and yeah, it's uh, brilliant to sort of hear that, uh, to be able to share. So hopefully others are sort of taking that on board that are looking to start. There's lots of people out there that are that are at a whole bunch of different levels. So I really appreciate that, that Nick. I, um, I, I want to so, know, Rich, I want to know like <clears throat> 52 Ks in. No, actually, let's make it 51 Ks and 
and uh, maybe 950 metres in, you arrive at the finish shoot. You and Daniel are, are there together. What happens? What, what? What? How does this play out? Do we need? Do we have to wait and see to March next year, or are you going to tell us what? If you're there and he's there, what's going to happen? Uh, well, we, it's something we haven't discussed. It, it could be a scene from Forrest Gump where Forrest is carrying Bubba out of the fields in Vietnam and it, one's absolutely wrecked and the other one's carrying his mate across the finish line. It, it could be that scenario. Uh, we, we just don't know. I, I think I think if you have chariots of fire playing at the finish line, it's on. It's on. It's all on. <laughs> But, um, but look, I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just be looking forward to it. Be, there will be emotion there. I can I can honestly tell you there will be emotion. I, I'm, I'm sure all athletes that have completed any sort of event, the overwhelming feeling of um, emotion as you post the finish line, regardless whether you're doing it yourself or running with a friend, is immense. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to. It's a wonderful finish line at Mototapu. Well, it was 10 years ago. So And just to have known that your family and friends are sort of waiting there as well. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well done. Uh, I think we're just uh, messaging Gemma to make sure that she gets that music organised um, and that will definitely help the, the finish line vibe. Well done, Nick. Uh, all the best for your training and uh, looking forward to seeing you cross the finish line um, with your good friend Daniel Prue in uh, 2024 in March. And um, yeah, we'll catch up then. Oh, thanks, Nick. You disappeared there. I'm on uh, <clears throat> Thank you, Nick, for joining us and uh, yeah, giving us a back. I actually thought, Richard, he was talking about you there. Before he mentioned it was Daniel Prue, I, I thought he was talking about you because I know uh, myself doing a few events with you <clears throat> alongside you. You've carried my gripes and groans uh, many, <laughs> many a times there around, of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. I did laugh at his, um, his Forrest Gump and his Bubba um, out of yeah. Vietnam sort of story because I did the Mototepo Ultra with uh, Jacob Lamont, who's our running coach. He's an awesome guy. Um, he's got the calf, calf muscles about as big as my thigh. He's, he's done lots of different ultras, but on this particular day, we got up to the first hut and he, and he's just like, I'm just not feeling right. And, and he, and he sort of had uh, the flu that he was trying to get over. Wasn't quite sort of, he should have pulled out. He wasn't right. And, uh, and basically I had a really great day because I sort of walked along and chatted to people while he just battled and battled and battled the whole day. And we got there before the cutoffs of 14 hours or something like whatever that was, but we were coming down from Mace town and we're, I was just trying to have a bit of banter to keep things going. We we're looking at the watch, and we're, I think we we're trying to walk at nine minute thirty k's, keep it under under ten minute k's. That's sort of the state we're in. It wasn't wasn't he was he was in a in a dark place, but I was like, okay, righto, let's make a let's do a deal here. Do you reckon if the finish line is to the right, then I will piggyback you across the finish line. If the finish line's to the left, well then you'll piggyback me across the finish line. Unfortunately, I got it wrong, and I had to piggyback Jacob Lamont who weighed I'm not sure what he weighs it was a hundred and something plus <laughs> kilos over the finish line down the finish line shoot so after the Monotevo Ultra so that was a very much a Forrest Gump Bubba Gump sort of um, situation to get us across the Monotevo Ultra great event it, it, and, that's it. and you arrive on the green and arrow town there uh, to uh, to a very warm, welcoming set of volunteers to hand out that finish medal that every athlete gets throughout the weekend, and I think yep. that's where it all just comes to reality, doesn't it? When you can when you can come across that line, bow your head a little bit, have a finish medal put over your head and round your neck, and go, damn, that was worth it. Yep, 
absolutely. And uh, and the and and as we've talked about this whole podcast, the event, signing up for the event, putting your name on the start line, start list, but all and all the adventures that come on in regards to training to make it there because that helps everything that you do. Just as uh, Gary was talking about it, it, it makes you a better person because you're able to, you have to fit this stuff in and it makes you healthy and well. And and uh, yeah, it's a fantastic challenge, but to cap it off, as you mentioned, with that uh, medal over your neck is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, and we admire any athlete that takes any start line of any event, right? And, mm-hmm. and Nick's absolutely right. Just uh, commit to something, enter something. That's always a good, it's always a good way to get, get some self-motivation going mm-hmm. is to, to fill an entry out online. So why not go to Mototapu, uh yep. website and fill an entry out there for maybe the 15K, maybe the, the marathon, maybe the 4K if, if mm-hmm. I can get underneath the height. <laughs> the banner for a start. But you've <laughs> got to pay your money because you've, you've put your, 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 your money on the line and you've also got to tell a few other people as well because those things will really make a difference to, to getting in and doing a little bit of training as well. That's actually right. Tell everybody. That's the thing. Enter and then tell everybody and they'll hold you to account. And then you have to do it. That's right. That's right. So if you need any more help, feel free to get in touch. That's what we're here for. Uh, There's a few different ways that we've talked about as, as, uh, as we've mentioned via our website and and jump on the Monotapu website as well. Um, Angus, is there a key takeaway from you tonight? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. There is nothing new, including your socks and jocks on race day. (laughs) Yeah, very good. That's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> and, and look, and, and as silly as that sounds, Gary is 100% right. The amount of times that uh, we need to say this, unfortunately, but yeah, really just whether it be nutrition or a new pair of running shoes or something just odd or different that someone goes, hey, have you tried this? Don't do it. Mm. Or just mm-hmm. use what you've trained with. Train well and not everything. Make sure it all works and uh, and that'll make life pretty simple on the day. Brilliant, brilliant. Great advice. Well done. Oh, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Um, sign up to the Modder Tapu. We'll look forward to seeing you down there in March, March the 2nd, 2024. And uh, and all the best. Yeah, and exciting. This was episode one of three of our Modder Tapu special. So we look forward to uh, having you back in the very near future where we talk all things mountain biking, Richard. A good old topic, that. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Until then, cheers, team. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>